0: Recorded in the studios at Mad Sky and Associates at 125 West Sunbridge Drive in Fayetteville. Produced by Brian Dean. It is time for the fastest hour in high school sports. This is the Ox and Oz Show, and now here's your host, Mr. Jeff Oxford
1: and Coach Randy Ozs. Hey, all right, everybody. Hey, hey. I want to welcome everybody to the Ox and Oz Show. I'm Jeff Oxford. I'm joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Ozs, Coach. How you doing, man?
2: Gosh, I'm doing great. Uh, You know, just as long as I can get over this pole vaulting gymnast stuff, I'll I'll be really good.
1: Well, let me tell you something. I got a letter (laughs) from the Gymnast Coaches Association of America. Yeah, I messed that up. And they they instructed me that you are not a certified gymnast coach, (laughs) and you have to quit.
2: That's very true. Yeah. And I apologize to any gymnast out there that took offense to that. I was trying to say something about the vault.
1: Well, here's the deal. I covered for you. Well, I, I sent them a that. video of your floor routine. <laughs> <laughs> they liked it, Coach. I bet that was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> coach, have a good Thanksgiving.
2: I had a great time. How about yourself?
1: Coach, is great, man. I got to eat, had family, got to eat, got to watch football. And you ate? And I ate some more, Coach. <laughs> yes. Brian Dean, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for asking. Hey, favorite time of year, Coach, getting down getting down to the end of football. And let me just go on and say, before you even start going through the state football, my picks are not doing good, Coach.
2: Well, I think that's both of us. I mean, you you start off in the 7A, and, you know, we we figured Bentonville would be facing Bryant this upcoming week, December 6th. And and instead, um, you know, you've got, excuse me, I said December 6th. It is December 6th. Uh, Instead, you have North Little Rock facing Bryant. And, uh, you know, two very good teams that have matched up earlier in the year, and, uh, you know, uh, Bryant came out on top first go around. Maybe North Little Rock has uh, has has really looked at some film and and maybe they can figure out a way to stop
1: him I don't think so. I think Bryant wins it.
2: I think you. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. North, Little, North Little Rock come to Bentonville, beat them forty two to twenty four. You know, and I like I said, I I kind of thought Bentonville would win that game, but nonetheless, you got Bryant Bryant playing North Little Rock, so you move on to six a
2: 6A, so you have Cersei uh, facing Benton. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about Benton for the last couple of weeks. Really thought it would be a Greenwood Benton rematch, but instead, Cersei goes in and uh, defeats uh, Greenwood.
1: Yeah, hey, I think if you go back and listen to all the podcast, I think you'll find that I have been on the Cersei bandwagon all the way since the beginning.
2: Well, I. I- Right, we may have to do that because we ain't got time for that I don't that think though. that's the case, but <laughs> I got think time was on Greenwood. Yeah. Says we, also
1: the person that yeah. can't figure out if it's Greenwood or Greenland. Well, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, well, We've had that well, problem too. Cersei beat Greenwood 50 to 38.
2: Yes, they did. Benton goes into, uh, or excuse me, West Memphis goes into Benton. Uh, Benton t- takes care of West Memphis
1: 63-35. All right, here we go. 5A.
2: 5A. You know we. Uh, this is one that's near and dear and uh, you know we, we really were pulling for Moralton. Uh instead PA comes out on top uh, so you got Plaski Academy will be facing Little Rock Christian Academy
1: yeah you're right I was rooting for Morulton Th- this is what I want to point out now you look at Pulaski Academy's scores throughout the state state playoffs beat Magnolia 63 to 34 beat Moralton this week 68 to 41. How good is Harrison's defense when that well, score was 28-21, I mean, 28 to 21, 28, 21
2: that's, that's pretty evident right there. Uh, you know, we, we had the opportunity to see Harrison uh, in person last few years. And uh, great ball club, you know, just very well coached, good athletes. And uh, PA goes in there and scores 28. But like you said, you know, 63 and then 68 this past week against Moralton. Uh, that shows you Harrison's a good ball club.
1: Little Rock Christian Plastic Academy, that's a rematch from a game earlier in the year, Little Rock Christian. Christian won on a last second field goal. I believe it ended up 63-61. to 61. So, both defensive coordinators will be staying home that game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very true.
1: As we move on to 4A.
2: Well, the only one that is for Northwest Arkansas, you know, is in this classification right here. You you have Crossett and Shiloh uh, be playing Friday night. And, then of course, Robinson
1: and Ozark on the other side. Uh, still in semifinals in the 4A. Shiloh, Shiloh hosted Nashville, and that was a great ball game. Shiloh. Shiloh ended up winning 49-27, to but early in the fourth quarter is a one-touchdown game.
2: Well, you said you had the opportunity to watch that game. Yep. So, I mean, I, I, I did not. I don't think Brian did. You can probably catch us up with some of the highlights.
1: Well, the, Shiloh jumped out on them. And then, you know, they they had a weather delay. The weather moved in right at halftime. They had a weather delay. And they come out, and Shiloh, at the end of the third quarter, Shiloh was up three scores, three touchdowns. Nashville scores two quick touchdowns to cut it to one touchdown. And Shiloh marches down the field and scores, then get the ball back and score again to uh, make it a 22 point deficit. Um, Ozark P Ridge was a great ball game, man. P Ridge had to go to Ozark, and Ozark beat them by seven, so that's a great ball
2: game. You know, one touch game there. You know, another really in this day and time, 21 14 is more of a defensive struggle. You know, back in the days, you would have thought okay, they're running it up or whatever it may be, but now, you know, you're looking at 35 points. That's uh, that's a good defensive
1: game. 3A coach.
2: 3A, you have uh, Prescott and Harding Academy and Osceola and Harmony Grove.
1: A couple, couple tradition-rich programs right there. Actually, you look at all of them, all of them, uh, you know, big tradition. Harding Academy, Prescott. Uh, Prescott, Curly Wolves. That, that ought to be a good ball game.
2: You know, year after year, you you, you know, continually talk about how Harding Academy is always in there. Uh, Osceola, of course, and, uh, you know, a few different classifications since, uh, you know, I've been coaching – always a good program, uh, going to be two pretty good games.
1: This just kind of tells you how the the student population has changed. You know, it wasn't too many years ago, uh, 19, 18, 19, 20 years ago, Oceola was in the same classification as Harrison. Um, you know, I had a couple players that on one team there, I think they committed to Alabama. So, you know, it's a tradition-rich football program that Usually has some really good athletes.
2: You know, we traveled to Osceola. Gosh, it was probably about eight or nine years ago, football-wise, all the way across the state. And you talk about a long day, and and go over there, and I think we I think we got beat by about eight, maybe it's ten. Long ride back, Coach Davis, who uh, you know, longtime coach at Farmington. Uh, actually drove the bus. One of the buses over to Osceola, and then that night his wife met me at the door of the bus. Hey, coach, make sure he stays awake. Here's sunflower seeds. Here's candy and the whole bit. And I told <laughs> more jokes, more times over. I probably told a bunch of Jeff Oxford jokes. But uh, you know, well that's a long Why drive. You're gonna bring me like <laughs> there and back. Two A, Two A, in the Two A Junction City Garden, and then on the other side the bracket Salem and Fordyce.
1: Well. Junction City and Desarc. It was just like Coach Sutton playing there. Desarc got beat 46 to 14.
2: You yeah, know, we we kind of pinpointed that one. Said, "Hey, here's going to be the game. It's going to be a really good matchup." You were actually in Desarc, uh, you know, last week, uh, boy, 46-14. Junction City uh kind of ran away with it.
1: Oh, they did. I I I was I kind of thought Desarc may win that ball game. I thought Desarc had the one of the top defenses in the, in the 2A coming in, but Junction City at home was a pretty tough opponent. So So those teams, uh, you got you got some that's in the semifinals, and you got a couple finals, three finals coming up this week: the 7A, 6A, and 5A, and then of course 4A, 3A, and 2A are all in the semifinals. So good luck to the ones playing in Little Rock this weekend, and good luck to the ones that are in semifinals. That's all you got
2: to say, Coach? <laughs> Coach you ain't going to wish nobody good luck. you in the segment right you there. You ain't
1: going to wish nobody good luck. I wish them
2: good luck. I wish them all good you luck. You don't uh, mean nothing now, Coach. <laughs> you don't mean nothing. That was a little
1: they rough, know it? they, they know it's – they know I'm going to be
2: honest now. with you. I was looking for a Bentonville Bryant rematch. I, I, we were all looking for a Greenwood-Benton rematch. Um, you know, PA and uh, Little Rock Christian Academy, good luck.
3: <laughs> <I know. laughs> all right well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back make sure to stay tuned for the Ox and Oz show with jeff oxford and randy
4: Osnis you can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market, ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface, now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply, off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown.
0: Are you pressed for time and need something to eat? Look no further than Simple Simon's Pizza right here in Farmington. Located at 56 Yukon Way right behind the First Security Bank, Simple Simon's Pizza is open Sunday through Thursday from 11 to 9 and Friday and Saturday from 11 to 10. If you're really hungry, stop on by during their lunch buffet times of 11 to 2, 7 days a week, and a family night dinner buffet every Tuesday from 5 to 8. Armed with various styles of pizza, salad, and calzones, Simple Simon's Pizza has something for everyone. Simple Simon's Pizza is a proud supporter of the Ox & Oz podcast. When you go see them, tell them Ox & Oz sent you.
3: With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with
1: Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everybody, I want to welcome everybody back to the Ox and Oz Show. I'm Jeff Oxford, joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Osnes. Coach, guess who I got on the line now?
2: Well, you you told me earlier we saw it on the agenda, but i tell you what. Go ahead and introduce.
1: Coach, this guy is the head boys basketball coach at Benville West. This dude, when you watch his team play, they're very disciplined. They're very hard-nosed. And they give great effort. At a JV game the other night, I see them—they're they're diving on the floor, out of bounds for loose balls. This is a great program he's got going. This is coach, Greg White. Coach, how you doing?
5: Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, everything you said there—I mean, I really appreciate you saying that. And I know you watch a lot of basketball, so that comment coming from you—I'll uh, make sure I pass it on to my young men because that means the world to me. I appreciate you saying that.
1: Well, coach, you, hey, it's one thing to see them in a varsity game. But when you see in a JV game that happened right in front of your bench, and here, here's the most impressive thing about that, Coach, is when that young man dove for the ball, your whole bench jumped up and was cheering. You know, so that's not a, uh, that's not a one person. That that is that is a what's the word I'm looking for, Coach Osnes?
2: Hey, that's a team effort.
1: Well, that's not it. <laughs> but That's what we're gonna have to go with. But, Coach, you know, I'm gonna tell you heard,
2: just from everything I've heard. You know, it, it sounds like your team's well conditioned, well disciplined, and and you just do a great job all around. It, and also, I mean, Ox was talking about you. you. Sound like you're you're a student of the game.
5: Yeah, you know, I I'm a I love it. Um, I'm, I'm eat up with it. I, I'm kind of one of the last the gym rats. You know, uh, if I'm not, if our guys aren't playing, and there's a a game in the area in Northwest Arkansas, that there's so many good coaches in this area. That's that's what I love about. About basketball and you know other sports, I know I don't. It's a little tougher because of the way things are done. But in our sport, we feel like we're always sharing, always talking. Uh, you know, I'm i if I'm not watching Bo or competing against Bo or guys like that, I'm you know I want to go watch them and, and because I'm a fan of theirs and the way they do things. And so it's a it's a good place to live as a basketball fan. You know, uh, we got Coach Neighbors here now at the women's program, and I, I go to his games a lot. Coach Muss has got things rolling, so those are fun to be at. So it's just being a basketball fan in Northwest Arkansas. It's a good time for it right now, you know. And that Coach Boone down the, down the hill in Fort Smith. So it's a it's a great time to be a basketball fan. And basketball season's here now. It's cold outside and getting dark early, so it's it's time to find a gym and be in it.
1: Well, Coach, tell us tell us a little bit about your team.
5: You know, uh, I, we found out a lot about ourselves Tuesday. Uh, we went to Little Rock Park View, um, you know, and that's. Scotty Thurman's coaching there, view has been, you know, part view forever, and uh, we went down, lost by three points, uh, competed the whole game, out-rebounded them, um, kind of out-toughed them, you know, a tough environment, and uh, really, uh, it's the first time I've really felt good about a loss in a long time, because I, I don't feel like we got beat, I feel like we ran out of time, um, and just really competed, played tough, uh, you know, against a great program and a guy that... You know, he's famous for making the shot and being a Division One assistant, and now he's, you know, leading a, a really super athletic team. Uh, and we just we competed, you know, and that was that was one of the things that we were uh, we were wanting to look into is, you know how hard can we go and compete? Can we, you know, we've only been open four years, and can we start being one of those programs that you know when people talk about the top programs in the state, they we wanted our name to be mentioned up there now, and so best way to do that is go play them. And uh, you know, we went down and competed and. Let's said, we came out, lost 70-67, to 67, uh, but out rebound them, and there were a lot of positives. Everything everything that went wrong is fixable. That That's the thing for me I came away with. It was so positive. It's everything that went wrong was fixable, and we feel like we got to handle them, a lot of it this week.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing you don't need to fix. You don't need to fix Dale, Dylan Bailey. I think he dropped 39, didn't he?
5: He did, He uh, and it was a quiet It was a quiet 39. Uh, my son Evan, you know, starts for us at the point guard and played, and, he he didn't know he had that much. It just it felt like we were just playing the game. Uh, but what's more impo- like impressive to me? I mean, he had 15 rebounds, six one mm-hmm. guard. You know, 30, 39 points, 15 rebounds. That's and, incredible. Uh, that that was, and it's just effort and being in the right place. Trust your teammates. Um, you know, and I, I compare him uh, a lot to uh, you know a kid you guys are familiar with Matt Wilson. You know when. When you got a guy that can put the ball in the basket, but more importantly, his teammates want him to put the ball in the basket. That's that's when it's special. And you know, he he, he didn't go without having assists. He had a couple big assists for us, and we hit 10 threes as a team. And so it was a it was a good effort. I mean, he he definitely is going to lead us. Um, you know, and and our guys are okay with that and accept it. But he's a really good teammate too. He's really matured into that, and so that's that's what makes it fun right now for us. But so,
1: coach, how does get, how does a guy that's six one get 15 rebounds against a team like, like Parkview. How does I that happen?
5: A, a lot of it is just, he's just really tough. You know, he started for us from a, he's a three-year starter. First one we've ever had, obviously. And, uh, you know, coming in as a sophomore and just, it, he was in with a really good senior class that kind of made him grow up in a hurry. Um, and by that, I mean I mean it in a good way. Like, he he understood his role. His role there was to take care of the basketball, give it to uh, the guys that were putting the ball in the basket. Last year's role expanded a little bit more into a score, but we still had some guys. And then now, you know, he's not only a scorer, but he's a leader. He's probably one of our better on-ball defenders. And uh, it's just – he just outworks some guys. You know, I I had two college coaches watch the film and tell me he was the most physical guy on the floor. And, you know, he's six one. You know, maybe six one and a half, maybe 180 pounds. It just, but he's my hardest work in the weight room too, and so that that all pays off, and it, it shows up when it's supposed to, and it showed up big time on Tuesday.
2: Well, coach, it, it kind of sounds like to me, uh, you know, it's it, you have some great players. Sounds like you have a bunch of kids with uh, they're not only mentally tough, but uh, you know they're. They're definitely physically tough, and, and I mean, do you pattern yourself maybe after a Michigan State time Tom Izzo? I mean, you guys drill a lot like what they do, or you know, what, what's what's some of the reasoning behind a six-one getting fifteen rebounds against Parkview Parkview team?
5: I, I think the the thing for us, and I think coaches in our league would tell you, we've just kind of we uh, have. I don't know how it started with us. I think a lot of it's just the way we when we all came together. You know, you had kids coming over from Bentonville that were kind of had a chip on their shoulder and. And I came into the league, uh, you know, been passed up once or twice before, for a job in this league. And so you had guys coming in with something to prove. And, you know, when we looked around, I mean, we had, back then we had Gabe Hornsby, who's a phenomenal athlete, you know, at Collier Blackburn and some other guys, but we knew we were never going to be the most athletic. So we always want to be the toughest. And, you know, if you've been out to our campus, you know, we got a dirt road a half a block, you know, half a mile away block down the road. And so we talk about being dirt road tough and, uh, and so it's kind of just carried over into our defense and to plays. And the, the number one thing we tell our team every year is there's no excuse. You know, we, we have everything we need to win. And, and if we don't, we figure out a way to make that happen. And so that's, that's been one of the ways we've been able to compete from day one is just a no excuse, you know, no, no excuses when we take the floor and just being dirt road tough.
1: Well, Coach, go ahead and go through your team and tell, tell us some other, other folks that's on that team
5: yeah um of course we hit on dylan bailey so um another guy that starts for us uh is my son evan he's a junior um this is my youngest son my oldest son hayden played for me here so it's a little different with evan hayden uh hayden kept his mouth shut evan sometimes has an opinion but a lot of that's because he <laughs> studies the, you know he studies the game and so he uh we we've hit we've butt heads a few time on that and uh but it's you know it's a trust of I had a coach ask me one time, how come I always have a conversation with my son? And I said, because he's the second most invested person in our program. You know, he lives with it at home. Um, and so yeah, I'm, I ask him quite you – know, I've learned not to ask rhetorical questions because if I don't want an argument with him, if I ask him a question, I want something back. If not, I just make it a statement. But he's uh, he's turning to be a pretty good player. You know, he had only had one turnover against Parkview and the pressure they put on and – he, uh, you know, having the ball majority of the time did a really good job. Um, then we've got two sophomores that start for us, but I kind of forget we, uh, that they're sophomores. We moved them up as freshmen last year, uh, six, three, Cade Ruffner, who's a really good shooter. Uh, he played with a lot of, uh, he played AAU with a lot of guys in the area from Farmington and I know coach Thompson. Those guys were high on him, but, and then we've got another kid, uh, Riley Pacino, who, who I think has a lot of upside this season and, uh, was in double figures against uh, part view as well. And then the guys in the middle, uh, we've got six, seven, Brendan Honeycutt, who's really coming along. Uh, Jacob McGee, about a six, four post player. And then we've got a couple seniors on the bench that have really, uh, they've been with us since day one. And, and, you know, a lot of guys will, if you have seniors that aren't starting or aren't playing a lot, you know, that that's where you can run into some problems. Uh, just, you know, guys not not getting what they want and you know, the game's changed so much, but Luke Allen's a six one senior that comes off the bench and can come play inside and outside, good defender. And then uh Dax Peterson plays a lot for us as a backup guard. So it's a it's a fun group right now. You know, uh, we got Jonas Hickson coming from football. They just finished up. And he I mean he's this division one athlete. He's probably gonna play division one football at Air Force or Missouri state, but you know, six three two twenty makes that uniform look like it's supposed to. You know, it's uh really uh will help us on the inside as well. So,
1: so coach, when you look at your league, and I told Coach Stamps this, you know, this that, that, that league that league's tough, man. It's tough, and it's it's been that way for years. Is that way when I was in high school, and when you look up and down every Tuesday and Friday night for you guys, there's not an off night.
5: No, there's not. You know, last year. Uh, Van Buren was winless until the lat at the end of the year, and and they had us down um, down four with, I think two minutes left, and we find a way to sneak in and beat them. Um, that you know, and they teams that were teams that didn't qualify for state beat teams in the top two, and you know, I I, I tell people I've been fortunate to coach, and I think two of the best well coached leagues in the state, and that's the four A one, and you know, and the and then the six A West because the coaching is really good uh it makes you have to work every night and and you're right there are no off nights um if if your kids are down and not up for a game uh you know for whatever reason that is i mean it's you get beat and we and so that was one of the things we wanted to do with our non-conference schedule was really make it as competitive as our conference um you know we're and one right now and we could honestly roll into january 0-10 and not be a bad team like we're we're going to travel to Conway this week. Uh, we play play two games in Alma this weekend. Then we're going to play Jonesboro at Fayetteville. Um, then we've got Little Rock Central. And Then over Christmas we play uh, St. Joseph out of Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, it's we we've definitely raised our level of our scheduling, and but I think it's paid off because our kids in the weight room understand what's coming, you know, and and, and that's made us really uh, stay focused in our preseason, you know, preparation.
1: So, Coach, if, if like you, I enjoy basketball, and there's a lot of times you might see me in a gym. I may not necessarily be a, a team that I have any association with, just because they have a player I want to see play. In Northwest Arkansas, it's loaded down with talent. It, it, who would you say? I mean, if you if you see somebody say, "Hey, you need you need to go watch this team or this kid play," who? I mean, who who is
5: it? I, I think. Uh for me as a fan, and I'm not a fan of his two nights a year, uh, as Mil- as is another kid at Rogers, You know, he's just a lot of fun to watch the way he plays. Um, you know, as a sophomore, I mean, this is the ultimate compliment I give him as a sophomore, we face guard him. You know, I've done that twice. Matt Wilson is the other guy um, where we just said, don't let him catch it. Like, you know, we don't care about there's no team defense. This, is, this guy's going to have to beat us by herself. And, and he almost did as a sophomore. So I think he's a high-level player. Um, you know, obviously Fayetteville's really loaded. They've got a, some big kids. Uh, the Relifer kid can play. Um, Jenkins at Harbor can, can really score it. But there's some, uh, there's some really good coaches and players, you know, in, in the 4A level too. And so I always try to remind our parents when their kids graduate, you have been spending your whole, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays in a gym for three years. Don't quit now. You know, but now you can be a fan. And just go, uh, you know, go to Farmington, go watch Farmington Prairie Grove, go watch Gentry it. Find these games that you've never had time to go to because your son or daughter was playing and go be a part of it. Because, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, you guys know that there's there's some games that the environment just it's fun to be a part of and say, yeah, I went and watched that the other night. So there, there's so many places and towns and, you know, and just unique situations in northwest Arkansas for, for fans.
1: And, and you're right. And you know what, them games that you talked about, they're a lot more enjoyable when you don't have one playing. You don't get nervous. You just get to go be a fan. <laughs> get to really, watch the game, hang really out. You don't care who wins, you know, just go watch yep. them play.
2: Kind of like neighbors go said get, a little ago, yeah. get you a bag of, what did you say, a sack of corn, get you a sack of corn, yeah, and a Coke, yeah. and roll up and watch the game.
1: So, Coach, here's my last question for you. Okay. And are, most basketball players that are junkies tend to have a little bit of baseball in them. And they have superstitions. They have things that they do the same every time before a game. Like, you know, for me, mine was stupid. I always put the same that, that my right sock went on before my left sock. You know, and, of course, it's nature. Everybody knows you always take the same amount of dribbles when you're shooting free throws. Do you have any twerks like that that you do as a coach compared to when you was a player?
5: Yeah, I do. Uh, I have a um, – I, I try to keep it empty at the start. Right now, it only has one end. Um, if we lose, if we lose a game, depending on what I'm wearing, like if it's a pullover that I like, then like, you know, most time during the non-conference, we just wear like pullovers or polos or things like that, and sports coach during the season. But if it's so, if it's a pullover, and no, I'm probably gonna wear it again in non-conference, whatever socks I wore, I won't wear it again. Uh, when I wear shirt and tie, if I lose in that tie, I don't wear the tie the rest of the year. You know, just crazy things like that. Like, and people ask me, how do you remember? Well, I write it down. I mean, I really do. Like if we win, if we win an, in an outfit, you're liable to see me in that same stuff again, you know, and keep people laugh. But, um, it's just, it's one of those things. Like just as a player, like we go through the same things. I try to sit in the same spot on the bench. Um, you know, I want to do as, because we are, it is, we are creatures of habit. Just like you said on the free throw. I want to do as many things I can on the game day as I, as I do on the other. Um, one time when I was coaching junior high in Springdale, we won 14 straight. And that day, uh, the first day it started, I forgot to take stuff for lunch. And so the lady in the lunchroom said, oh, I'll make you a salad. It was the worst salad I've ever had in my life. And I had it for every game, every day until we got beat. I was so happy to lose. Because <laughs> right. I, I was tired of eating the night. But, you know, I mean, that was just – here's what we did on that day. We played well, so I did it the
1: next well, game. that's hardcore, Coach, when you start messing with food. That's hardcore. Yeah.
5: <laughs> So yeah, so it's I know there's players do crazy stuff, coaches do
1: crazy yeah. stuff, uh, but it's uh, it makes it fun. Coach, Coach Arness, you you have anything else?
2: No, coach, I just appreciate you coming on the podcast yeah. and, and talking with us, and you know, it, I, I've had the opportunity to watch you grab it, and haven't seen your team yet uh, at Benville West, but you know, one thing I do have to say, it, it's it's honorable. Yep. You have the opportunity to coach your oldest son, and now your youngest son. Uh, it sounds like to me, your youngest son Evans gonna, could could make a pretty good coach.
5: Yeah, you know, uh, my, my oldest son, Hayden, is at Henderson. Uh, a bit, he's a sophomore there, and, and he's got the coaching bug. And he, I tell him, you're a lot smarter than your dad, so do something else. But, <laughs> you know, he lo- he loves it. And uh, I think the young one, I think Evan kind of, you know, I'm afraid it's going to bite him too. You know, and it's, uh, it, it's a great profession. Uh, you know, it's changed a lot ever since I've gotten in it. But, uh, you know, and I'm sure for you too, Coach, but it's, uh, it's one of those that it gives you uh, – it gives you more than a paycheck so i tell people that's very you know, true it, it gives you a lot of stuff and a lot of relationships and so it's uh it's been a lot of fun and you know there's years when the w's add up and those are a lot of fun but I, i've had years where we've been 500 and i've enjoyed those kids just as much and so it's uh it's gonna be a journey this year um you know i think our league's really good like you guys talked about i think it'll be a tough one night in night out but
1: we're gonna get on that yellow dog tomorrow and you know head to conway and see what we can do there well, coach, we appreciate you. We want to wish you luck, and uh, I know you're. I know you're going to have a have a good year. The word I was looking for earlier, culture. Yeah, That's
5: there the you word go. I was you said you
1: for. said culture. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: I, so. Uh, I apologize. I messed that one up for you. Yeah. Kind of like the gymnast that was pole vaulting last right, week. Dear,
1: you just need to leave me alone for one minute. All right. <laughs> coach, good luck. We appreciate you coming on and. Uh, Listen, man, if if you ever want to come on and and rip Coach Osnes, I'm all for it. (laughs) You're welcome anytime. So, Coach, good luck to you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Make sure to stay tuned
3: for the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes.
0: Are you pressed for time and need something to eat? Look no further than Simple Simon's Pizza right here in Farmington. Located at 56 Yukon Way right behind the First Security Bank, Simple Simon's Pizza is open Sunday through Thursday from 11 to 9 and Friday and Saturday from 11 to 10. If you're really hungry, stop on by during their lunch buffet times of 11 to 2, 7 days a week and a family night dinner buffet every Tuesday from 5 to 8. Armed with various styles of pizza, salad, and calzones, Simple Simon's Pizza has something for everyone. Simple Simon's Pizza is a proud supporter of the Ox and Oz podcast. When you go see them, tell them Ox and Oz sent you
4: you can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market, ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface, now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply, off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown.
3: With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. Alright,
1: all right, everybody wanna welcome everybody back. Ox and Oz show. Coach Osnes. Guess who I got on the line right now?
2: I know we're very fortunate tonight to have this guest. Go ahead and I'll let you let introduce him. Me,
1: let me tell you a little bit about this dude. Alright, now I've known this guy, uh-huh. I've known this guy a long time. He, uh, he He's a native of Greenwood, Arkansas. Have you ever met anybody from Greenwood? I've met a couple. Yeah, well, he's like a legend in Greenwood. Uh,
2: that's what I hear. You
1: know, He was a head basketball, girls basketball coach at Benville. Let me tell you what kind of coach he is, Coach. First year there, he's one in 24. Three years later, they're in state championship game. That's awesome. He leaves there, goes to Cabot. He's coaching at Cabot, gets out of coaching a little bit, comes back up to Arkansas. He's assistant coach in college, and he has stops at like Colorado, Tulsa, Arkansas, Xavier, Washington, becomes a head coach at the University of Washington for four years, and then he comes back to his alma mater here at Arkansas in 2017. Coach, this, this is my buddy, Coach Mike Neighbors. Coach, how you doing,
6: buddy? Uh, you just—I need you to follow. I need you to follow me around and introduce me everywhere <laughs> I go from now on. After that, well, that's uh, that's better than that's better than can be done most days. I'm just I'm
1: just calling them like I see them, Coach.
6: <laughs> well, I love it. Yeah, and like I said, I'm glad you don't mention the days we lived together in college either. I think we
2: well, he that's has another completely different
6: podcast. Yeah, he has.
2: He has lit you up a couple of times on some previous podcasts, so you might want to go back and listen that's, to those before you start talking. That's so not good true, about Coach it. Neighbors.
6: <laughs> that's not true at all. Well, okay, I will. Uh, I will. I will do do homework, and if uh, said rebuttals need to happen, Oz, I'll call you, and, me, and you can do our own podcast. <laughs> that sounds today. good, buddy. <laughs> hey, Coach, back. Back in
1: the early 90s, uh, you was, I think it was 94 when you actually went to coach at Benville, And um, yep. you was there, I think, what was it, through 97? I believe 97, went to, wasn't that the year you were using the state finals? I, I, we
6: went one more. I went one more year after that on into 98. But, yeah, okay. you got you got. The... You got the chronological order going pretty good there for a, a, a guy from where you're from.
1: Yeah, okay, here we go. Well, let me tell you something, Coach. I was in Greenwood the other day, and they don't have a statue of you down there yet either. So you need it oh, yeah. off me a little bit, all right?
6: Yeah, they do. There's a statue down there. There's a statue down there. It's in the, uh, it's in the competitive speech and drama uh, wing of the school there where my state championship medal for the uh, state mime – Championship that
1: I won. Hey, is that the so. same same building where they keep the lawnmowers? Yes, that's what Attach. I thought. That's what I thought. But,
6: but the only the only state championship I was ever involved in as a player or in high school was a mime that we did one time. So uh, if you're lucky one day when we're together, I can recreate that for well, you. That,
1: but that, um. that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I wait with great anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Hey. I want you to think back to your days at Bentonville and and okay. your and your days at Cabot, and I want you to kind of, with with your current position, how how has the girls' basketball game changed? How has it evolved? That that, that makes it so different, you know, than it was, what twenty five years ago.
6: Yeah, the skill level. I mean, and and just the the general athleticism that the that happens in the game. I will. It, Firmly admit that when I graduated from playing high school basketball, I swore I would never watch another girls' basketball game a day in my life. Um, I I thought it was jump balls and um, bad passing, and nobody could make a shot. And 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 you know that's just what I grew up with as a boy in Greenwood, Arkansas. Not a not a fan. And now the athleticism and having coached the sport and see the dedication um, that continues to evolve. I mean, I've got girls on my team that can touch the rim, Ox, nowadays, and I couldn't touch the rim when I was a player. So the athleticism, the overall commitment to skill, the nutrition, the recovery, uh, the pre, the weightlifting, uh, all of that. And I think a lot of it's had to do with the explosion of – Technology, kids can watch things on YouTube that, you know, I growing up in Greenwood, Arkansas, I, if if somebody didn't come to our gym and show me how to do something, I couldn't figure out how to do it. Uh, these kids can watch games on their iPhones, on their iPads, and they can get some uh, exposure to some of the best skill developers in the world. So the overall quality of the game. And in 95, when I was coming in, it was obviously better than what I grew up playing and watching in the 80s. But it's steadily improved every single year. Uh, the quality of play, the, the level of commitment, the um, the overall understanding of the game has, has just been something that makes it now, I think, um, fun to watch. Uh, you know, we you got kids that can, we've got seven or eight kids now in college basketball that can dunk it. Um, we've got a whole bunch of them that can shoot it and a whole bunch of them that can handle it. I mean, Y'all, let's, let's use India Lewis as an example. This is a kid that in the late 90s threw a behind-the-back pass in a game, and some fans thought she was trying to be a show-out, you know. She was trying to show off. But the athleticism and the skill development has just increased so much over the years that uh, there's really nothing that uh, you, you don't see in the women's game that happens in the men's and the boys' game that you're used to seeing in the high school level especially.
1: I agree with you, Coach. I mean, you, you can go – just about anywhere in the state, and you can find a good girls team to go watch. I think the competitiveness and the talent level at the girls level in the state of Arkansas over the last few years, is it's, it's amazing how many quality athletes you can go see. And there's a bunch of them right here in northwest Arkansas within 60 miles. I mean, a person can go on a Tuesday yeah. or a Friday night within 60 miles of Fedville, and you can see three top 100 players in the nation. You know, pick so. them out.
6: Yeah. Got your pick, and – you know, I, I can't, like you said earlier, I can't really get specific about certain places and teams, but I, I've said it before in the media, and I'll say it again to y'all on your podcast, I wouldn't have come back from the University of Washington if that had not been the case.
1: No.
6: Uh, if if the talent pool and the talent base uh, in this area wasn't good enough to, su- to have supported, it, it would have been a very hard, if not too impossible job. But instead, I think it's near an all-time high uh, depth of quality. Uh, there was one year back in the early '90s when I think we had 22 kids that went Division I, but not the not to the. We've got one. You know, we got a kid playing at UConn. She's on all the All American list. And Kristen Williams, that's a you know Little Rock native. And you've got a bunch that just graduated. And you know we've just got now Alana Eaton coming up there with us. We've got Marquisha Davis already on the campus. They are all Arkansas born and raised, bred kids, um, and it's rare. It's rare, and I think it's at an all-time high right now for, like you said, fans could, could literally just get on a, on a website or open up the newspaper and find out where certain teams are at and go see a really quality game uh, for about 3 bucks and 2 bucks for a hot dog and a sack of corn, and you, you have a pretty good night for under 10 bucks.
1: Coach, let me ask you this. Think back to your first year when you come back to Arkansas from Cabot. And yeah. you think about... The quality of the high school of the freshman incoming class then, compared to your freshman incoming class, let's say you had this year. Yeah. How much is well, that involved?
6: It's, well, it's it, the depth again. You know, we had Shamika Christian coming in who goes on to become a, a WNBA All Star. So that you know, at the top of it was pretty good, but there was only a, a couple of role players below that, and it's smaller Division One, so. The other thing that, that, that does bring in, though, you guys, is, is all these other recruiters. You know, it's not just – I can't just walk in there with the hog and go, ta-da, you know, and then go, oh, I want to go to Arkansas. Um, they're coming from all over the country to try to get these kids. I, you know, I, I can beat Gino in a few things, but recruiting right now, uh, you know, when Kristen Williams was coming out, uh Gino had had 11 straight st- uh, final fours and I'd been on the job for 11 hours. So, no. I ain't had much of a chance in that one. So, getting in and now being able to, with that, the difference you're saying between the early 90s and 2019. And you got to give a lot of credit to the high school coaches, first and foremost, who deal with these kids every single day um, that have to get their academics in line and, and, and teach them to be good citizens in their schools growing up. And then part of the credit to these summer program coaches, the grassroots coaches that take them during the summer months to do the national competition. Um, The one thing about Arkansas that's changed is we've got a couple of national summer league programs that you can go out and watch these kids compete nationally to make sure that when we, as the University of Arkansas, go out to compete nationally, that we've got the right kids on our bus and on the plane going to make sure when we show up. Um, so a combination of a, a really strong high school scholastic situation coupled with a good competitive summer program in Arkansas, those two things have changed the most, the high, the quality of the high school coaches and the quality and depth of our, our grassroots programs at very, very young ages.
2: Hey coach, you mentioned, uh, you know, the high school coaches and so on. And, you know, I, I'm still coaching high school here at Farmington. And one of the things that we kind of. We drill in all of our athletes because we still feel like that we're one of those schools that we need all of our good athletes playing all the sports. How do you feel about? And you hear all this all the time, all the different research and so on. What do you think about a kid just specializing in one sport, say basketball, or just softball, or whatever it may be? Or, or what do you think about? It? You think they should play multiple sports? I mean, give me a little thought on that.
6: Well, I think the term, you know, multiple sports certainly carries uh, carries some credence with it. But I think you got to be careful what the two sports are. You know, if one of them is track and field, it doesn't really matter what the other – you know, that's a good one because that works your athleticism. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think me growing up playing basketball and tennis helped my basketball much or golf. But I think you've got to make some sense. And if you've got a kid that's a pretty good, let's, let's stay in the sport, that I have a little bit of background, knowledge, about ba- girls basketball – they, they should probably play volleyball. If they can jump up and touch the rim, they can jump up and spike a volleyball. Uh, or if they can, uh, you know, swing a bat, they need to be playing softball. I, I think you've got um, to have some common sense about how the seasons overlap. But I think specialization there for a while was the, you know, the buzzword. But I think we all found that just to be a fad. Uh, I think the more games they can be exposed to, Uh, The more competitive situations they can be exposed to, uh, the better off they're going to be. The better teammates they're going to be, the better they're going to be handling adversity. Um, I honestly think it's good. The, The kids I really like to recruit are the kids that are studs at basketball and go out for softball their first year ever and have to struggle a little bit. It doesn't come natural to them. So you see how they handle failure. Um we got a, a future recruit that 3 years from now and we're talking I can get her on the show with you guys if, if any of you guys if either of you guys are still alive in 3 years.
2: Um, <laughs> hey, I coach feel, here he goes already. I
6: feel, I, feel, I feel pretty good about my own chances, <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure. I'm a, if we I'm can... a fine physically fit
1: specimen, coach. <laughs>
6: Okay. All right. I'm glad this is radio. There you go. Podcast <laughs> uh, is going out. We don't have live a live streaming going. Exactly. Uh, but I I like I do like to see a kid struggle at something. It, if if everything's come natural and easy to those kids and they've never experienced failure, man, they're certainly not going to be ready for that freshman jump. Especially if they're coming into the SEC of um, you know experiencing some some things not go their way and. Hey, I can't get my shot off now. All of a sudden, and all those uh, drop step moves or plays that I learned that were successful for me as a high school player, uh, they don't work anymore. So, if they are going to special, if they are going to go into a couple sports, I want them to make sense. I want them to, you know, help their athleticism. And if it causes them to struggle a little bit, and then that's just a bonus.
1: Coach, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, I, know, I know you're busy. I know you're you're actually on, over in Oklahoma right now. Um, as always, man, uh, you know, I wish you luck. Uh, I'm
6: you a can. phone call away for most things, the podcast, anytime. The other things, you know, may de- be dependent on what time it is, but uh, you got my number. <laughs> call me anytime I can do anything to yeah. help.
2: thank you. you very much, and we can't thank you enough for <laughs> coming on.
6: See you. Make sure to stay tuned
3: for the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes.
4: You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market, ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface, now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply, off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown.
0: Are you pressed for time and need something to eat? Look no further than Simple Simon's Pizza right here in Farmington. Located at 56 Yukon Way right behind the First Security Bank, Simple Simon's Pizza is open Sunday through Thursday from 11 to 9 and Friday and Saturday from 11 to 10. If you're really hungry, stop on by during their lunch buffet times of 11 to 2, 7 days a week, and a family night dinner buffet every Tuesday from 5 to 8. Armed with various styles of pizza, salad, and calzones, Simple Simon's Pizza has something for everyone. Simple Simon's Pizza is a proud supporter of the Ox & Oz podcast. When you go see them, tell them Ox & Oz sent you.
3: With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All
1: right, everybody, we're back. Jeff Oxford, joined by my good buddy Coach Osnes, the Ox and Oz Show. I want to take the time, I want to thank all our sponsors. Thank all our sponsors. We ask y'all if, if you if you visit one of them, please tell them you heard about us here on the Ox and Oz Show and and uh, coach we've had some good topics tonight we had some good people i mean we had coach coach neighbors on uh head basketball coach for the lady razorbacks uh greg white the head boys coach at benville west you know uh it's time we move into the topic of the night coach yeah
2: and before we do i I just want to say one thing you know we we said last week we we're going to talk wrestling, and it's I'm sure some folks that you know around the state and even around the world, Brian, because you sent that to us about you know uh, all of Oxford's buddies over in Ireland yeah. that are listening to us. I mean, it's amazing to me all the downloads from that area. But we said we're going to talk wrestling. Uh, Nico West is going to come on next week, uh, Springdale Harbor coach. Uh, we're going to talk a little swimming, dive, a little bowling. We'll get all that going. This week it is Oxford's topic.
1: I get to pick this week.
2: You're picking, coach. Coach. I called him Coach. How about that?
1: Yeah, How come I get to pick every t- every other time? I would say, Coach, let's talk about this. He said, No, nah, I don't want to do that. Hey,
2: Brian, have or, we have we done or, that? To him? Or has he come up with anything yet? Or
1: I have come up with stuff. I come up with everybody gets a trophy, but you took all the credit for that. You said this. He did is what come I up think. with that, didn't he? I did do he's that this year. This year, Hey, this is what I want to talk about. Okay. Because this is something that we did not have to deal with when we were in school back here 15 years ago. (laughs) Maybe a little longer.
2: A little longer.
1: Social media. Social media in high school sports, three different aspects I want you to think about. First off, I want you to think about the positive aspect, you know, the tweets that the coaches put out, the inspirational messages, whatnot. Um, I want you to think about the way players use social media. And then the third thing that I want, and this is one... This one gets me when people use social media to attack athletes, student athletes. It doesn't matter if it's the high school level or the college level. Um, you know that gets me. But coach, what, what do you think about social media and athletics?
2: Well, I mean, from a coaching standpoint, of course. You know, here I am, 54 years old, and you and I talked about this earlier. Uh, you know what? I've got a Twitter account. Uh, never put anything out on it, Uh, our Ox and Oz podcast. You know, I've actually thanked coaches for, you know, joining us. It's the only time I've ever put out a tweet. I mean, that's – for me, it's just – it's not my thing. Um, And I know that's the way it's going, and I need to get better at it. And and I plan on doing that. That's going to be a New Year's resolution. It's just, from a coaching standpoint, I've always felt like it's good to let our team's play do the speaking for us. And now, this day and age, it's almost, hey, so-and-so did a great job tonight. Blah, 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 so on. I I mean, that's just – that's kind of how it's going. Nothing wrong with it. That's just today's society. Yeah, raise that hand.
1: The Coach, I don't mean to be critical, but you probably ought to use your New Year's resolution on something a little better than tweeting. (laughs) You've got a lot of things you can work on, Coach, besides tweeting. There's no doubt, but,
2: you know – I see all these high school coaches now that are and, – and, and boys, let me tell you, college coaches are huge on it. Of course, somebody within their staff is huge on it, using their name. But it, I guess it's something that we, we need to really start working on and, and doing it in a positive manner. What, what you were talking about is, you know, with with people attacking athletes, it, it, through social media is no different than what we've had with cyberbullying going on within high school, junior high, and in that situation for the last you know five, six years. It needs to be taken care of, but what do you do? I uh, mean here's
1: exactly what you do. It ought to be if you have a Twitter account, it ought to be, they ought to make it be when you tweet something, it gives your real name, your address, and a phone number where somebody <laughs> can get a hold of you. And that would stop a bunch of it.
2: Well, I, I, can, I can see that. Uh, there again, I think it's everybody's, you know, freedom to expression, yeah, freedom of speech. If you don't agree with something, you can say what you want to say. But, yeah, and being from where I am and who I am, I believe you need to own up to it.
1: I think social media is a great thing. Um, you know, as a fan of sports, of high school sports, college sports, I love to get on there and I love to see – you know, I get a big kick out of Coach Musselman – and his recruiting pictures, you know, where he's reliving uh, photos from, from NBA, you know. Oh, the creativity is yeah. phenomenal. And, and, you know, <clears throat> uh, Coach Neighbors and, and the way he uses social media. But even the high school coaches now, you know, I, I think it's great. As a fan, I think it's great. But there's the other side of it, Coach, that I could do without, you know. Now, it's one thing. When when you and I was in high school and we had buddies at our rival school on game week, we would call them, you know, or, or, or we would get a message to them. But it wouldn't be out where thousands of people could see it.
2: That's very true. That, uh, you know, there's... Guess back in the day, you know, the, I guess the social media wasn't when you drove around Evelyn Hills in Fayetteville. And, you know, there's the Prairie Grove guys over there. And the you, windows down. Yeah, you yeah. drove by and you, you expressed to them how much you really thought of them. You know, and they did the same to you. And, and the chase was on. Yeah, that was good times. And now, like you said, it's out there for the world to see. And, and, you know, some people don't take credit for it.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, and Jeff, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head with the fact that, you know, to it. On one side of the coin, you've got the positive aspect of it. On the on the other side of the coin, you've got the negative aspect of it. And where I think that some of that gets lost is, and this is what I would warn the high school age kids these days: you talk to any athlete, regardless of the sport that they're that they're playing in high school, they probably have, I would say, 97 percent of them probably have some aspiration to go and play collegiate collegiate sports regardless of the the division one division two division three aspect of it if they got the opportunity to go play at a higher level that they would do so the cautious the caution that flag that I would throw out to those kids is the fact that there is that negative aspect and in in today's world with, with Twitter and Facebook and my and Snapchat, almost said MySpace, um, and Snapchat and all those different things, these coaches are not just recruiting the players from the high school level, but they're also looking at their Twitter account and that sort of thing. And if they're going on bashing a kid or bashing a coach at the high school level, that may get looked at, hey, well, if I'm recruiting that kid, why would I want to recruit them <clears throat> when they're bashing their high school coach? I, so to a certain degree, I think, you know, there's coaches around here, like you you mentioned, Coach Musselman tweeting out what, the way that he yeah. tweets out. It's in a positive fashion, and, and there's certain things. And, and you know, he, it's to be said from the fan aspect as well because you can go on Twitter, you can go on Facebook, and you can see fans saying the same thing about coaches.
1: Yeah, well, this coach the, you know, <coughs> did this and that
0: sort of thing, and so you know they're learning it from their parents.
2: Big thing is, is you know we all I think we all like it when it's informational. Uh, we all like it when it's humorous, but not when it's negative. Right. You know, towards yeah. towards a high school athlete or, or anyone.
0: Because O if you started tweeting about, you know, let's say, uh, well, this time uh, this time of year, if you started tweeting about the fact that you're lady Cardinal softball team is getting amped up ready to play getting set to you know kick a kick off the year after the season that you guys had last year it just brings that bug back around to get me excited about softball season coming right around the corner and we're not that far off
1: she need tweet coach nah, you gotta learn so, how to tweet
2: well I, I know how to do it it's just I yeah. guess I'm gonna have to be a little more creative and uh and we'll get rolling with it. Hey,
1: I'll tell you, you what. Got a
0: buddy, you got a buddy that can help you out with that. You, you, give, <laughs> you, you give me
1: your handle and I'll tweet
2: for yeah, you. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> you know, call Coach Johnson. He'll call, have your Farmington Fast Yeah, hashtag Farmington Fast. Yeah, yeah, working. And I like it. I I think he does a great job. And I, and I see some of our other coaches and, and definitely coaches around Northwest Arkansas tweet. And, and, and it's very informative. And, and you know now as far as Snapchat and everything else, I don't know anything about that. Right. I mean, that's just give me one little social media aspect at a time, boys. Right.
1: Thank you, Helen.
2: Well, I mean, tell me about what you do. I mean, in your everyday job, uh, you know, everybody knows that you uh, you work at Williams Ford Tractor. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of advertisements that you do.
1: Oh, we do, but but and you do a great job with it. Okay, here here I want you guys to stop and think about this. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And, and I'm the world's worst. I have to really tell myself in my head when I go somewhere with my wife and we go out to eat to set my phone upside down where I can't see it. And then I have to challenge myself not to pick it up. But I challenge you guys next time you're in a restaurant, look around.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean Everybody
1: you see. is on their phone all the time. I'm at the Razorback game Saturday at the basketball game. Everybody around me. Is on the phone. Now, God love them. Some of them watching an Alabama Auburn game. Yep. You know, Look, I want to know the score too. Oh, uh, I don't
0: even have to go anywhere. I just have to go to my dinner table. Yeah. Well,
2: well Liz, Liz, a lot of times when we're out, if there's a ball game on, uh, she'll do that. She'll put it on her phone. We'll set it up there on the table and watch it. But the funny thing, it, it's funny that you bring that up. We were out on a on a date a while back, and, and, and she and I were sitting there, and I started giggling. She wanted to know what was so funny. Well, the couple next to us at the next table over both had their phones out, and they were both texting away. And I got. Tickled. And she said, What's so funny? So I pointed it out and I said, I wonder if they're texting each other instead of talking. <laughs> to me it was hilarious. Right. And to her it was like, Well, they may be. Right.
1: Well they you know they what they was texting with? See that old couple sitting right there next to us. <laughs> they can't text. Uh, I'm so th- t- I'm so thankful we're not them. <laughs> you know, because you don't want to say that stuff out loud, no, Coach. Yeah, no, Look at that little gray headed guy right there. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, well, here's the deal. There's there's some great things of it. I I enjoy especially. Hey, well, this is what I enjoy because I get up. I mean, I look at it every day. I want to see what's happening in the world. You know, as far as yeah. if you want to if if you want to get a good laugh. Just go on Twitter and, and read everything about who's going to be the next football coach for the University of Arkansas. Everybody's got a source, you know. So, but I do have a problem with people that call out kids. And when I say kids, I'm talking about high school kids. I'm even talking about college kids, man. College kids, right, they, they don't get paid to play. You know, what do you get? You get a scholarship. You get a scholarship to play. And here's the deal. I've got some buddies that will call them out, and them same buddies – I remember what kind of players they were. Boys, we had social media days back in them them yeah. days, you know. It wouldn't be good for them. I think,
2: I think, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, especially from a coaching standpoint, can't understand why somebody would put something negative about a kid because, I mean, number one, it takes a lot, number one, to break a starting five in basketball. You know, you, you, you're going to try to – like he was talking about his son being a junior. Uh, I'm talking about Coach White talking about his son being a junior out there playing point guard at, you know, a 6A school which should be a 7 A school, according to Oxford. See, I was trying to go through the whole we, thing without We didn't saying make that. it. We didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, let's say that young man's out there playing ball for his dad. I mean, just the effort it has taken for him to break into that starting five. To, and it sounds like to me that he eats, drinks, and sleeps it. For somebody to say something negative, how could they? You know, and that's, that's, the, that's the thing that you think that's the mindset you have. How could they say that knowing, or maybe they don't know, and that's the part of it? They're, they're not educated on what this kid or that kid or that female athlete, or whatever, has done to get to the point where they're at. Everybody's going to make a mistake. Human nature, it happens. Why do you have to bring it to light? I mean, I, I don't understand that, but some people get enjoyment out of that. So.
1: Uh, most that's co- my two cents. <clears throat> most coaches' kids have to do a little extra to get to play. Well, they uh, do. That coaches want to make sure that people don't think that they're just given the spot that they're really earning it. And it's not exactly fair, but that's the way it is. Coach, anything else you want to add on social media? No. I mean,
2: this has been a very eventful uh, podcast. I mean, the great thing about it is, is is the three of us get the opportunity to go through this, and there's things that happen in between segments and so on. And God bless you for keeping it light.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. and nobody will
2: ever know what we're yeah, talking about well, hey yeah.
1: I want to thank everybody I want, I want again I want to thank your sponsors man it's great because without them you know it would be tough to do this um, you know please if, if you if you visit them please let them know that you hear heard about them here on the Ox and Oz show hey continue to send us emails uh, tell us what you want to hear uh, that's oxandoz at gmail.com o-x-a-n-d-o-z at gmail.com um, hey, great show, great show. Next week, gonna, you know, we're working on it already. But we're going to step out of our comfort zone, get into some wrestling, uh, which I know absolutely nothing about.
2: Well, I, I think that's two of us. Uh, Brian apparently has a background in it. He's he's getting a hold of Nico West, and, and Nico's going to come in and, and educate us on wrestling and tell us about some uh, uh, some of uh, the talent around Northwest Arkansas and some teams here in Northwest Arkansas.
1: I want to I want to thank uh, Coach White and Coach Neighbors for joining us, and and I hope hope everybody has a great week. Coach, have a great week, man.
2: You do the same, Brian. Once again, thanks for doing all you do for this podcast.
1: Anytime, all right, Brian, appreciate you. All right, guys, everybody have a good week. We'll talk at you next week.